And that's why we're going to start now. Happening. Great. <laughs> We've decided every time we think. Wonderful. When me and Kelly would record, I'm like, it's happening. And she's like, it's happening. <laughs> so. <laughs> Welcome back. Hi. To Bloody Babbles. <laughs> it's me and Shauna tonight. And you for this installment. Dogs are barking. There's dogs that may be involved. Um, hopefully they'll just chill out and stay outside because it's not too hot now. But, um, first off, I was shooketh the other day because we added three more international freaking countries. Hey, United Kingdom. <laughs> there United they go. United Kingdom for those who actually speak English. <laughs> United Kingdom. <laughs> New Zealand and South Africa. Boom! Thirteen countries. And I decided that while I was getting ready for this podcast today, um, we are also in thirty of the United States. Which I you think decided we are, or you found out we are? Found out we are. Okay. <laughs> no, I decided to. <laughs> okay. See, this is what you guys are here for. No, I decided to print off a map of the United States. <laughs> And I colored it. It's green. Oh, I get better. I decided. <laughs> I decided. There are 30 states that listen to us. <laughs> and I want the other 20. I'm coming for you. I don't know what. Wait, no, I have the map. I'm coming for you. Oh, God. Maine. New York. <laughs> Connecticut. Hey, well, you're going to be visiting around there. New Jersey. Delaware. Maryland. West Virginia. North Carolina. Alabama. Indiana. Nebraska. North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, Arizona, Oregon. Oregon? I have friends in Oregon. Why aren't you listening? I have family yeah. in Oregon. What the heck? And guys? Alaska and Hawaii. Where where, where are my uh, Pacific Islanders? Hello? 13 countries and 30 states. I want all of you. Come on. Come on. Listen to us. We're fun. Come on. We're great. We're, we're not great. I'm a mess. Okay. Come on. Join the joyride. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. I got... I, I literally cried happy tears when I saw New Zealand and South Africa and um, the UK joining our listeners. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you. And my super wonderful friend. I talk about her all the time. Her name's Mandy in Canada. She's like, much love in Canada. Check out her art. Yes, she's freaking do. She's amazing. And she's doing a um, Zodiac right now art. And um. She's not, they're not for sale right now, but they will be, I think, eventually because they're amazing. But she's an artist and that takes time. But I'm like, I want one. <laughs> they're like death related. It's really, really neat. I have it's, a, it's, I have this. The dark side of art. So pr- right before we started recording, and I'm sad we didn't start earlier, I tried to have a cup of apple juice. And see, that's the bottle that keeps popping. Mm-hmm. I spilled it all over my kitchen table. So Everywhere's. Everywhere but the soundboard. So that's what matters. Yep. Because now you can still hear our beautiful voices tell you some sad, weird, creepy stories. So let's get into it. I'm going to tell you about Emma Walker. Emma Walker. Why is it? That sounds vaguely familiar. I don't know. It's fine. It's pretty recent. Okay. So we're just going to start. I know for my ab. Okay. Um, okay. Emma Walker. So, football is a big deal at Central High School in Knoxville, Tennessee. 
The marching band and cheerleaders keep their energy level high in the fall of 2014. So we're going back six years, not, not that long ago. Um, a new face had joined the cheerleading squad. It was spirited 14-year-old freshman named Emma Walker. Um, you have? Sad. I watched it. No, it's fine. No, it's good stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, it's not good stuff. It's not good stuff. That's not why but, we're here. Yeah. Um, but um, she, Emma really took cheerleading seriously. Her then-senior friend, Lauren Hutton, had said um, she they instantly became really good friends. Uh, she, Lauren said she really loved doing it. It was one of her passions. She loved leading, and she loved football games. She just loved being a part of the crowd appeal. And, like, as a um, high school football fan, because I have, well, one nephew who just graduated, um, who's a fantastic football player. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. I get the love of football games. I was very um, loud, and I knew my school fight song very well through my high school years, and I still yell it to this day. I have no shame. Um, but anyways, Walker quickly caught the eye of number eight Central High's wide receiver and then-junior Riley Gall. Like, his Gall. That's appropriate. Blech. Anyways, not trying to do any spoilers. Okay. Um, Riley was raised by his mom and grandparents, and he was a top student. He loved video games. He was a jokester, and he was not the typical jock type. Um, excusez-moi. He was a little on the nerdy side, said his friend Zach Green. Or no, that's not his friend. It's Emma's friends, because her friends are more important than his. Just kidding. They're all important because they're not evil humans. A little to himself, from the outside looking in, you'd think he was a normal guy. <laughs> So everyone thought he said, but don't they, I mean, not serial killers or killers in general. You assume they have this look and they're going to be like these monsters. Or yeah. He was not nine times out of 10. Spoiler. I'm just, just, I mean, but yeah, overall, like, but no, general. but yeah, some of them, you can just look at them and there's nothing in their eyeballs. Like, yeah. I mean, and mm. like people think, you know, the devil's ugly. The devil, Lucifer was God's most beautiful angel. So yeah. And that's why he can do what he does. Oh, now your bottle is That was my diet, do. <laughs> Sponsor us, my diet Mountain Dew. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so when introduced to Emma's parents at first, it was it was all positive. He was like the boy next door. Um, her mom, Jill, said he came in. He was very polite. He was nice in the beginning. He was very likable. Emma's father, Mark, said, I thought he was a very nice-looking young man, well-mannered. We would let them have some supervised visitation. He would come over to the house. They'd meet up after football games, go eat, and things like that. Emma's friend said she seemed really happy with Gall in the beginning. I, uh, As I was writing these notes out, I decided I'm using her name because her name is what matters, and his last name is all he gets. Okay, so her social media was quickly filled with photos of the pair paddleboarding and embracing and taking silly selfies, being a cute little couple in love in high school. Um, in one post, she even wrote, look how lucky I am. Um, the they continued to date over the course of two years and became that classic high school couple, always breaking up, getting back together. Their friends said they had dramatic, dramatic arguments over text or Snapchat, which, I mean, I know adults who do that crap, and it's stupid. I'm like, please just stop. Stop. Don't send unsolicited dick pics either. I don't, no one appreciates them. I don't particularly get them. Just don't send them. Girls don't want them. Girls, respect yourselves and don't send hoo-ha pictures either. Okay, bye. Yeah, there's that. <sighs> Jesus. Cause the titty pics. Go right ahead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Shauna's here. Oh, dang it. That was not... <laughs> send them up. Yeah. All right. Anyway, okay, let's... <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Sorry. That was... <laughs> Today I'm on do talking, so... Oh, man. 
All right, Jill, Emma's mom. Oh, I've already said that. I think I wrote that just to remind myself because there's a lot of names in here. Um, said Gall would comment on what Emma would wear, telling her what she could and couldn't wear to the point she told Emma that she should probably end things. Moms have intuition. They're not just to be ignored. But sometimes as a teenager, because I wasn't one that long ago, I, I kind of was. But I feel like I have a very youthful mind because I'm a child. But, um, like... I get, like, when you, your parents are like, oh, my gosh, don't do this, and then it makes you want to do it more. Yeah. I you, feel like this is kind of what happened in this situation. When your friends and family are telling you this is not a good idea, maybe it's time to kind of step back and think, you know what? These are my friends and family. Mm -hmm. These are people who love me and want to see me happy. Yep. Why would they say this? And in my mind, I'm thinking they want me to be miserable. No, they don't. They're, they're seeing things from the outside in. So I know we have... It's like less than 1% or something like that. But if you're a teenager and you're listening to this, if people are telling you that they're getting bad vibes from people, embrace it. Don't be like, oh my gosh, whatever. Don't be don't be so quick to be defiant. Yeah, because the world is a scary freaking place. Indeed, Okay, continuing. Where am I? Thought I'm lost. Hi. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dill said, Gall, oh yeah, talked about her clothing. Lauren um, Hutton, the senior that was friends with Emma when she was a freshman, said it got more intense where Gall would wait for Emma outside of her job at the local supermarket. He would wait outside for hours. Her friends said they, they didn't like how he treated her, but Emma brushed it off. Gall became aggressive, shocker, and sent her messages on Snapchat, one of which said, I hate you, I hate everything about you, and another was, you're the biggest bitch I've ever come in contact with, yeah. and I was like, no, son, you're the biggest bitch. Um, any please? He sent another that alarmed Emma's parents. He said, you're dead to me. I'll check the obituary. Fuck you. Wowzers. Yeah. They have the fuck part bleeped out, but I'm like, well, I'm a, I'm, I like saying it. So, um, I don't I fucking hate the word fuck. <laughs> fucking liar. <laughs> Her parents quickly questioned Gall and he said it was just, I was just angry. And then more red flags rose for her parents. Um, I tried to look into like his parents and I didn't find a lot. Like, about, like, why he could have been maybe the right. way he was. Because I know, like, Kelly has asked me, like, in the past, like, well, what about his parents? Or she found stuff on the one case, the Bulger case, um, that we covered. It had been last episode. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, no. He said he was angry, and that's when more red flags rose. I was like, I was like, that's what it took. Not, not his controlling behavior or full-on stalker tendencies. And then as I was writing these, I'm like, people are going to be like, oh, my God, don't bash her parents. Like, they were trying to warn her. Yes. But she would not listen. Truth. Um, so I'm like, I just need to stop. Okay. Um, they eventually banned uh, Gall from coming to their home. I was like, why not get, like, a restraining order or a protection from abuse, even though it wasn't abuse because he wasn't hitting her. But anyways, um, and it took, they took Emma's phone to keep them from talking, but it clearly didn't work because he had gotten her an iPod touch and she was able to text him through that using the Wi-Fi in her house. Um, that was reported by her friend, Seth Armstrong. Um, every time Gall was, bless you, every time Gall was ugly and hateful in his messages to Emma, there was always a quick apology. He wrote, Emma, I'm sorry for however I act. I love you more than words can describe. I was like, barf. Ew. You're a piece of garbage. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Jill encouraged her daughter to break things off with Gall several times, but 
Um, this is what her mom said. But as you do that with a teenager, the more you butt heads, the more she's going to think he is in the right, said right. Jill, because he had a way of isolating her and making her think that he was the only one. Unquote. By fall of 2016, the pair was still dating. Um, Gall graduated and was a freshman at a nearby college, Maryville College, which while Emma was in, okay, I, I did not write which, I just don't know how to read my own handwriting. Emma was in her junior year of high school. I keep saying um a lot, and I've realized that, so if that annoys you, it annoys me too. And I'm literally saying it right now. Okay, the relationship continued despite her parents' attempts to keep them apart. Around Halloween, whew, uh, Emma was grounded only was grounded, only allowed to go to school in her cheerleading. They monitored everywhere she went, and it seemed to be working. She was becoming herself again and wouldn't hide in her room just to talk to him on her little iPod Touch, her phone. Um, and she actually began socializing with her family again, her father had stated. She told her friend Keegan Lyle, who's this really cute girl. I'm like, I never thought of Keegan as a girl name, but I'm like, okay, right on. She was adorable. Um, they were, she told her friend Keegan they were broke up for good and finally knew that she deserved better. It was what they had all been waiting for and they were relieved. Gall, however, didn't take it so well. At one point in college, she took a bunch of Vicodin and drank it down with booze in hopes of attempting suicide. Um, he was very moody and mopey, according to his doormates. Like they said, he would just mope around and be like, oh, I'm so depressed. Oh, I'm so sad. I miss her so much. Well, he shouldn't have been a fuck fuck. Right. But anyways, um, okay, jumping to now November 18th, 2016. Emma had gone to a get together with her friends because her parents are like, you know what? She's been doing good. She hasn't been contacting him. Let her go have, you know, a good time with her friends. So upon arriving, oh, this is where this, oh, this is so stupid and freaking disgusting. Uh, she arrived home. She was with her friend Zach Green, and she'd been re she told Zach that she'd been receiving these weird text messages from an unknown number, and uh, this is what they said. They said, come outside alone if you don't want to see a loved one get hurt. Another message was, go to your car with your keys. Go alone. I've got someone you love. If you don't comply, I will hurt them. And she thought it was Gall's friends playing a prank on her, so she messaged she would call the police, but the messages became more menacing. Um, this next one said, if you'd like to hear his crying and screams, give him a call, another red. So this person, person, quote unquote, was trying to make it sound like Zach. No, not Zach. Zach's her friend. Gall, whatever, Riley, his first name, um, that it was him who was being taken and hurt. So um, she begged Zach for help and was then told Riley had been dropped off outside of her house because they'd after the party, they'd gone into her house and she was telling them about these messages. So they went and saw Gaul lying face down in a ditch near her house. When they approached him, he feigned confusion, saying he'd been kidnapped and didn't know how he'd gotten to near Emma's house. He even held his head as if he'd been hit to knock him out. Um, she was super uneasy and Zach had said she told him, we just broke up, leave me alone. Like she had no sympathy, like he, that he had just supposedly been kidnapped. And um, he, like, apparently got up and, like, shook himself off and was like, oh, my God, I don't know how I got here. And and he, like, walked down the road and called his friend Noah Walton and gave him his bullshit story. But Noah believed none of it. He sound, um, This is what Noah said. He sounded like he'd been crying. He said he'd been knocked out. Took They took his car and threw him, threw him in a van, and he didn't know where he was. Um, that was in an interview. I guess there was a big thing on 2020. Mm -hmm. Is that where you watched it? It was, well, I don't, 
I've been watching things like um so it could, I maybe I haven't maybe this was just I don't know I don't know it's Sorry. kind of a familiar story and like it may have just been online and something we click because we like to click it on been things. Something I've watched, but, but now looking at his face, he doesn't. So maybe I was it's fine. Sorry. Anyways, that's okay. It says hello, Zoe. Be quiet. Okay, that's my dog. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gall was adamant not to call 911. He's like, no cops, no cops. No, 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 no. No one reported the supposed kidnapping. And I'm like, because it wasn't real. Um, even when they do the two hour and okay, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. I need to calm down. Some, someone. No, sometime the next morning. No. Yeah. Was someone the next morning <laughs> dressed all in black, ring the doorbell of Emma's home while she was there alone. He'd been this like person dressed all in black was like walking up and down her street, kept coming and ringing the doorbell over and over and over again. And she texted him, texted Gall. She's like, I hate you, but I need you right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, Oh gosh. He's like, um, Gall's like immediately he rushed to her house. He's like, okay, I'm speeding over there to get to you. Like I'll be there. So, um, Emma was supposed to meet her mom, but she didn't show up. So Jill went home to see Gall and Emma in the front yard. Immediately, Jill told him to leave, even though Emma had requested his help, and she insisted he wasn't behind the burglar stalker person, whoever was banging at the door. But her mom's like, no, he needs to go. And reluctantly, he's like, she literally called me here to help her. And no, it's okay. And um, she, so, but he left. Okay, so now we're moving. So that was on the, I believe the 18th is what I said. Yep, it was Saturday the 18th. No, not Saturday. Anyway, Sunday, November 20th, 2016, everything seemed to be normal. Um, Emma had messaged her friend Keegan again about homework and then went to sleep a little after midnight. All right. Um, the next morning, Monday, November 21st, 2016, Jill went to wake Emma for school. She said her name and didn't get a response. Shook her leg. Nothing. She then saw her daughter's face and went to feel for a pulse. Uh, she immediately dialed 911. Hysterical. Uh... Because her daughter was, it, she was dead. Like, she was hysterical on the 911 call. I think there's a place where you can watch that. Um, I'm going to link one YouTube video that I watched. Because you get to hear about what happens with um, this doll nightmare of a piece of human. Um, uh, Knox County Sheriff Deputy Nikki Buells, uh, the lead forensic specialist on the case, thought suicide at first. As she was photographing the room, she noticed a hole in the wall. And it was a, about the size of a bullet hole. She was, she was, then it was clear it wasn't. This wasn't a suicide. Uh, Lieutenant Alan Merritt arrived on scene and found a bullet hole at shoulder height on the outside of the house. A tiny ballpoint ink pen bullet hole. It was tiny. There were two shell casings and another hole found on the other side of the house at the same height, roughly. So more than likely, um, the shots were were by the same person. And one bullet hit her pillow and the other one um, hit her behind her left ear, which would have, which is what killed her. Um, her parents had to leave the house as it was now a crime scene, but they still didn't know what had happened to her. They didn't know what killed her. They didn't tell her that she'd been shot in the head. So they had to sit there and wait um, as they were surveying their house. Um, everyone that was interviewed kept repeating Gall's name because of the nature of their relationship, and Gall made, made several tweets um, in a lengthy Facebook post about Emma. One tweet read, Rest easy now, sweetheart. I love you forever and always. Ugh. Wow. gross so gross like there and there was more there's a lot more tweets and um I'll, i've got the notes that i i printed them off today i'll have to look the one up because it was just absolutely disgusting um his repetitive i love you tweets um kind of alerted 
one of the, this reporter named Madison Keevy. She said, reading those tweets, you'd think someone who it was someone who had just lost his first love, but they realized. <laughs> Uh, anyways, the night after her murder, there was a candlelight vigil at the high school, um, Central High, and the cheerleaders released balloons at that week's football game um, in her memory. So um, Alex McCarty, Gall's friend, had been told by Gall that he had his grandfather's gun to protect, protect himself from the alleged kidnappers that had picked him up. And he felt that they were targeting him and now that they were probably the ones who shot Emma. and killed Emma. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and then another friend, Noah Walton, said Gall asked how to remove fingerprints from a gun. He said it was he was asking for his roommate. It's like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. sure you were. That's not. Don't be suspicious. Um, Gall was brought in for questioning. They asked where his um, of his whereabouts for the last 72 hours, and he said he'd been staying at Noah Walton's house, and that specifically that it was the night that Emma was killed. Um, he was interrogated for two hours, but he wouldn't say her name. He just caught calling her the girl. He wouldn't say Emma. He wow. just would say the girl. Um, he didn't have a lot of passion or concern. You know, like they said, like whenever he left, he was in tears and he was all sad. Tried to kill himself, blah, 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 bullshit. Um, so like, okay, so give me examples of the girl talk. Like, Oh, so there is one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Detective James Hurst said he felt a dark side of Gaul. I was like, his gut feeling was on point. He said when he was being asked about Emma, the girl... She texted me, and um, it was Lieutenant Merritt who was questioning him, and they're like, which girl? He's like, the one that passed away. Wow. He wouldn't say her name. He wouldn't say her name. Yeah. Ooh. The girl. Yeah. Um, Gall said he had been trying to talk to Emma all weekend, but she didn't respond. She did say she needed help with a paper at one point, so he used a friend's phone to call her, and she proceeded to yell at him and said cruel things according to him, and then she blocked the number. Um, that's when he randomly went to his grandparents' house. He then cried for two to three hours over their breakup. But during interrogation, he was completely emotionless. Ooh. So he's sitting here saying, oh, I bawled my eyes out and I love this girl so much. And then he's just sitting there and he wouldn't even say her fucking name. Um, uh, Detective Merritt said it. Uh, he was very disconnected. It, his, uh, I can't think of the word when he was being oh, interrogated, <laughs> um, it was very rehearsed and deliberate. Um, the detectives knew he had been in possession of a gun. Um, his, his friends ratted on him. They're like, Hey, he, um, asked, he, they're like, he told them we had this gun and then randomly was like, uh, how do you get fingerprints off a gun? Like yeah. his, his friends turned on him pretty quickly because well, I don't think they were really friends with that him. And I'm sorry. I mean, not that like high schoolers can't keep secrets, but somebody fucking dies. Yeah. You're not no, just wait until you hear more about these boys, because they're fucking awesome. Oh, no, I love my place. Boys said... Okay, detectives knew he had been in possession of a gun. It was his grandfather's 9mm handgun, that, which had been reported missing prior to Gall being questioned. Like his, so his grandparents reported it missing? Yeah, they okay. didn't know... They didn't. He went to the grandparents' house. He didn't, they didn't even know he had been there. Okay. He went, took the gun, went and did what he did. Okay. Um... Uh, yeah, he was asked about the gun and said he didn't know where it was. He denied showing uh, McCarty and asking how to remove fingerprints. He was asked to see his cell phone and Gall asked if he was a suspect. And the detective asked, should you be? Mm. <laughs> I was like, love it. I love it. <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, oh my gosh, if you hear barking, I'm sorry. It's my dog. Don't shut up. He continued to, den to deny any involvement. Um, he was... 
he wasn't a suspect, so they couldn't keep him. So he left the station and he messaged all his friends immediately about the gun, telling them not to speak about to the police anymore and asked why he, um, <laughs> why did you tell the police that I had this gun? Why did you do that? Like, because you're a piece of garbage. Well, don't they, they were able to look at his phone already or had they not already looked at his phone? No, no, no. This was when he was leaving the station. Like, you guys told them that I had a gun. Why did you tell them that? I, I would advise that you guys not speak to the police anymore on my behalf. Well, you fucked hard. Like, they're gonna look at your phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they're gonna look at your phone again. Like, come on, bro. Um, Especially but, when your friends are like, hey, officer. <laughs> just wait. There's more. Um, Noah said he was on edge. Um, they thought he was lying, so they contacted police to set up to lay a trap. The boys did. The two boys are like, Good. "No, we want to, we want to help get this murder weapon because we know that's what did it, right and we want to help you." So yes. Oh no. Okay. Tuesday night, one day after Emma's murder, uh, the two boys, uh, Noah and Alex, were wired with mics and had a camera and a key fob to recover the potential murder weapon from. Um, doll and then the police had a transmitter where they could sit and listen you know gotcha. how, how right, they right, wire right, people right, right. um the boys knew the danger but they were very adamant to get this weapon into police evidence i was like they were brave heroes for sure like what if he decided to shoot them like they they're like no they're like we'll fight him and get that gun for you because we know this is what well, no, and it's being fucking recorded so yeah Precise, like these, and these like kids. these boys were. I love them a lot. I love them too. Okay, so there's a video on YouTube um, of the video where he confesses about trying to throw the gun and get rid of it. Like, and I, I ended up watching it. So it's, it's, it'll be in the show description, of which uh, video you can watch. I, I only listened to a little bit of it because I just got annoyed. But there's something I was seeing that was like law and crime. If you just look up his name, mm-hmm. it'll show the the hour and 30 minute again trial thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that's what the video is. It's the, it's part of the trial where they play that video back saying, I've got to get rid of this gun. He's going to throw it in the Tennessee river. He's going to wrap it in a bag. And that was his plan, but the sting worked. Um, he was arrested immediately. The gun plus black clothing, which they assume was probably from that man dressed in black that, um, Emma had, been nervous about mm-hmm. um they mm-hmm. found day um those clothes and they were taken into evidence like, as well why do people keep them like i, I like i'm not a murderer but like <laughs> why, I, why do they, i feel like so insane to me yeah like i feel like when people like i've listened to a lot of i listen to podcasts all the time now like as they start killing more i mean i know this is a one and done kill for sure. this kid yes but like they get more ballsy as they like kill, they're like, Oh, well, I've already done this crime. I've already been tried for this, but they're not going to get me. I'm going to keep doing it again. But this kid, well, I just feel like he's just not really high on um, the intelligence level. It's It's just a fuck face McGee. So, um, his trial began in May of 2018. Defense attorney, Wesley Stone said he never intended. This was, um, Gall's attorney said he never intended to kill Emma, but to scare her and get her attention. I'm like, that would suck to have to be the guy defending him. Like nobody, no, nobody wants that. You get maybe like a blowhorn or, um, like a little bike. <laughs> or throw rocks out her window and hold up a boombox and play her a love song. Get the, get Watch an 80s film, guys. Get the guys. scream mask. Whatever. You know, a little scary scare right there. But yeah. a fucking gun. Yeah. And to shoot. and uh, He must have had a silencer. Because I'm like, yeah. how did her parents not hear yes. two gunshots in yes. the middle of the night? Yeah. 
like I don't know what her time of death is. I didn't get that information, but like, like he had to, have, like, and I don't know. I've never seen a nine millimeter gun. I'm assuming it's tiny. The bullets are that small, so it may not have made a lot of noise. I don't know. I would think. I don't think. I think most guns are relatively loud, though. Mm -hmm. so, Unless they have a silencer. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All righty. Um. So after five hours of deliberating, the jurors found him. Uh, 19-year-old Riley, actually his first name is William. I should have just called him William the whole time because he probably hates it. William whoa, Riley Gall. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he was found guilty. Um, okay, so I listed all of the things he's guilty of. Uh, First-degree murder, stalking, theft of property, pause. Uh, those are going to oh, be loud. Yeah. I feel like littler guns are louder. Maybe that's right. I don't know. That's just me guessing. Okay. Guilty of first degree murder, stalking, theft of property, interfering with government operations, hiding evidence, reckless endangerment, firing gun into a habitation, possessing a firearm during a dangerous felony, and killing during aggravated child abuse felony murder because she was only 16. Okay. Pause again. Okay. All right. A 9mm pistol typically produces around 160 decibels. To put it another way, a shot from a 9mm pistol is even louder than a jet taking off, which creates a noise of approximately 140 decibels. Holy crap. So They're loud. See, I said small. I, was, oh. I, was like, I thought small, smaller guns were louder. And like, it's like what they say about people of small stature. They're small, but they're mean. Yeah. I'm five yeah. eleven. Mm -hmm. I'm a I'm pretty tall for a female. And I tell you what, all my chore friends, I use them to defend me because I am a I'm kind of a wiener. She's not a wiener, she's a liar face. <laughs> but, but but when I get put in that situation, I'm like, handle this, please handle this. I'm gonna go hide in the bathroom, please handle this, and I'll come back and help you. That's kinda what I do. Unless I'm drinking, but I don't drink anymore. So. She's six years sober. Six years sober, almost twenty-third it okay. was, but I just got my client because of COVID. Let's go on with the story. Okay, you're welcome. Automatic life sentence in Tennessee. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sentence. We're done now. Thanks for listening. No, um, that was a, that's a fragmented sentence. I'm so sorry, oh but gosh, yeah, but and I know she wants to come in the house. Um, automatic life sentence in Tennessee. Um, they said yeah he got life in prison and I think he's eligible for parole in 51 years. So he has to serve 51 before he's eligible. I like okay. So he'll be 70 by the time. No. I, yes. I. I, I... You, I shouldn't, maybe not usually, but a lot of the times the punishment doesn't suit the crime. This mm -hmm. is, I like this. I, now, if they were like awarding good behavior in like 12 years, fuck off. But like. No. No. Like this. Oh, I just wanted to scare her. No. You don't scare yeah. someone with a gun. You kill someone with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. He didn't speak during the trial, but he stuck to the accidental death story, and he was able to speak to her parents after the fact, after he'd been charged with everything. And this is what this Ew! Yeah. I don't want to talk- No, but this is what this piece of fuckface McGee said. Um, I'm sorry I took Emma away from you, that I robbed you of the experience of watching your daughter grow up. What I can do- <coughs> Oh, God, I'm dying. What? <laughs> That's not what he said. I'm coughing. I'm so sorry. 
And he acted like he had a heart attack. He was crazy. <laughs> At 19 years old. I mean, it can happen, but no. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, what I can do is tell you the truth about that night. Oh my gosh. My microphone just went by. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. We're starting over. I'm sorry. I took Emma away from you that I robbed you of the experience of watching your daughter grow up. What I can do is tell the truth about that night. I wanted to scare her. I never meant to take Emma's life again. I am sorry. Piece of roadkill shit covered in wet feces vomit is what I wrote after yeah. that. Because it felt good writing I it out. I wanted to tell the truth, well, but you didn't. Like, but that. so that's not how you scare you someone. You still have a guilty conscience. Like that, that, and I that. hope you get like booty raped every day. Um, no. Okay. Not even spit on the hand. Nope, just freaking raw, raw dog it. <laughs> yes, right there. Um, Jill, her mom, said abuse doesn't have to be physical. It's emotional and verbal. And so, two, don't hesitate to seek help. Yes. Um, they said that Emma had wanted to be a NICU nurse and she loved animals. So um, they had a dog park and a NICU patient room at the East Tennessee <laughs> Children's Hospital named after her. That's beautiful. Yes. Good job, parents. Yes. That's I'm really like, nice. that's incredible. Like, that's really sweet. I just, so that's, that's the case of Emma Walker and he who shall not be named because he doesn't deserve any notoriety ever. But yeah, I just, that was, that was, that was one that was on my list. I have a whole list. So we've got at least a good 40 episodes before I start running out of ideas, but I'm always finding new ideas. Well, unfortunately, murder doesn't stop, you know, like it's everywhere. I know there's a lady missing right now. In Kansas, in Overland Park, Kansas. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, she went missing, I think they said it's been like 160 hours. I don't know how many days that is, but that's a lot of days. So Hmm. that's one that's pretty close to, I don't, Overland Park's a good ways from where we live, but that's, it's still Kansas. So, um, my goal is to, like, start incorporating some, uh, local crimes that have happened. I've got some on my list. Um, really, my brother's working on a cold case that was here in our city. And hopefully, we're hoping, I know you listen now, Vince. <laughs> I hope he'll come and cover Maybe. it with us. I know he's been wanting to, he wants to like make sure we get, he wants to get permission from the family um, okay. kind of thing. But um, I feel, well, I mean, as a true crime podcast, which is what, mostly what this is about, um, I feel like a lot of us get, it's public knowledge. So that's why we do the cases that we do. Right. So, and we don't ever want to take away from, or make it like we're trying to be, make light of this true crime. Cause I know true crime is a lot of hate, but I'm like, it's constant. It's right. never going to go away. Well, and it's good to get the information out there, especially like unsolved ones. Like, yeah. That, that's really, that's, there's a few that um, are on my list. Um, so but I'll, just to let people know, I mean, because even, like, maybe something we should talk about in the not-so-distant future, like, you know, not only is this murdering shit going on, but the child trafficking and oh, stuff, you know? So and, huge. And, and, you know, and people, I have I have a friend, it didn't happen in uh, Kansas, I don't remember where she lives, it's fine, though, but she and her daughter tried to get picked up. My friend, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say her daughter's name, but Brandy, mm-hmm. her daughter was just targeted... And this guy tried to take her in a Dillon's in Wichita so, just two days ago. And then it happened in, it's been happening in Dodge happening. Yeah. Um, someone yeah shared that 
um, this truck or this car, mm -hmm. this grandma was outside with, I think her granddaughter and this car kept circling around oh, yeah. and they went to go grab for her. But the grandma was right. able to intervene. Mm -hmm. Like that's, yeah, that's scary. But they, people have seen some people, um, affiliate. I think this was probably like in the beginning of COVID or mm -hmm. maybe just before COVID had started. Um, I remember saying something in, in Dodge, um, about, Look out for, I think, whether it's a van or a specific Oh, no, vehicle. it was in Cimarron, too. Was it? Yeah, and, and, and... Not to circulate our location. Well, hey. There it is. a murder ass, we're prepared. <laughs> no, it was, it was a green van because my mom used to drive a green van, and okay. she got pulled over because they, they thought she, her van was a suspicious van. Well, I'm glad, though. That but, means that they're doing their job. But they care. Yeah. Yeah, and they're checking into these things. Like, it's, like, you can't, like, um, my friend's child is a teenager, and they go to that store all the time. Mm -hmm. And she's always gone in there by herself because her brother had fallen asleep in the car. And she's like, now I can't let her go inside. Because she's like, I've been letting her go for ever. Right. We've always lived right down the road from this store. And she's like, she's not a short child. But she's like, what? She was like, what was taking her so long? So finally she called her and she's bawling. And she, she's like, oh I woke her brother up. And we ran inside. But yeah. So the point of that whole thing is that. The more we get this into people's ears, yes. um, things happen, and it doesn't matter. It's always, whenever you hear any murder stories or anything like that, we never expected anything like that to happen in this town. We have such a quiet, close knit town, or <laughs> it's, uh, that is seriously every I know. fucking person is like that in a tiny town. Whatever, like killer, whatever thing I've watched, it's, that's how it always begins. That's like the, the newscast. That's how it's stated in the tiny town of blah, blah, bloop. <laughs> you know, like, it's, well, that's like, that's like what's going on in Fort Hood right now. Mm. With all these soldiers that keep right. Yes. Yes. Dying. yes. Like the Vanessa Guillen, that was, that's a huge one. I don't know if we'll personally cover that case. Cause I know several people are, but that is a big, that's a big freaking deal. Like that's, those are soldiers. Like those are people who are, made to protect us but they're being murdered and or dying mysteriously right, right. i don't know we what's don't know going what's on right. um that's like an ongoing thing right now maybe we will cover it i don't know but yeah it's, you just have to be aware of your surroundings and i know it's it's crappier to say but especially if you're female mm -hmm. don't go anywhere by yourself right if not be freaking prepared like i'm always don't don't be like me like i've learned through listening to murder podcast and watching murder watching id all the time um <laughs> like i need to be aware of my surroundings i am so non-observant nope. i i i would never notice someone following me i yeah so now i'm paying closer attention i need to i look at everyone especially so. when i mean it's supposed to be enforced but our walmart doesn't enforce masks but i think that's even scarier it is but I mean, I get, I understand that there's a pandemic and people are getting sick and I'm not going to deter from that because I usually wear my mask when I go into Walmart just because I'm like, I can handle it until I get it to a certain point that I'm like, I'm going to breathe for like a little few aisles because right, 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 right. I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. It, I literally made my chest hurt at work the other night because I was like so hot in my freaking mask. Like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I need to breathe. <laughs> but yeah, just be here. If not, just don't be aware. Be aware of your surroundings. That, Have something on you, like that. Not everybody is good. Not no. everybody has the same intentions that good people. Have. There yeah, are exactly. bad people out there. There is, uh, you know, always a yin to a yang or a yang to a yin. I don't know which one's good and which one's bad. So yeah, um, there's always a Doctor Jekyll and a Mister Hyde. You know, always. 
And so it's, it's, it, it's always good to be safe and, and mm-hmm. to be cautious and, you know, you could, you could be protecting yourself. I was being stalked for a while. That was back in 2011. Granted, it was someone who knew my family. But well, that's it. But that's but not that, unheard of. That's no. how a lot of things. Yeah, because he called me one night when I was working, when I was working at work. Because you know that's where, where you work where at work. Mm-hmm. I was working at a hotel overnight. Sometimes, let's be honest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God bless him. But no, he called me, and he's like, "Hey, I saw you getting gas earlier today, and it was unsettling because I worked in the town 15 minutes away from me, and I had got gas with my dad at in the town that we lived in." Even though I just said it, and I'm like trying to get away from it. That's fine. Maybe they already forgot. People but anyways, you find me. I'm a mess. <laughs> you may be very disappointed in what you find, but I mean, we're gonna... I know I still haven't put any pictures of us on our Instagram. <laughs> we should do that. It should be the original. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Next time we all get together, all well. Now you know there's four of us because Bailey apparently is going to be a part of them. Bailicious. Bailicious. Yeah, it was fun editing out her name. That was a good time. <laughs> Put my full name out there. And I ed- ended up taking out another name that she said because it was one of her friends that used to chase her with a knife. I'm like, I just go ahead and remove that because I don't think she really she said it. Absolutely terrifying. So, but anyways, Shauna, um, uh, she didn't have no, she had notes. I did. But she forgot to bring them. I and did. that's why we are <laughs> sisters. <laughs> I have notes in my phone though, but like I had written out some things. I, it was kind of... I don't know. The, the notes are really vague that I had written out. Like what I have in my it's phone more is of a, far more detailed, but, but like, it's a comfort yeah, thing. Yeah, it was definitely. I like, like handwriting. <laughs> that's why I like handwriting my notes. Like I write it like a, as we're story, I'm telling a story. I feel like I'm doing research paper whenever I'm writing mm-hmm. these notes out, but that's okay. So far, I mean, not a lot of you have rate and reviewed us on iTunes. So if you want to go do that, I'm going to just plug that really fast. Go ahead. Um, I can take the heat. Okay, so can you only plug and read on iTunes? That's the only place I've seen. Or you can record. There's ways to record. Where my Android people? Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. What kind of money? Um, I, we have an iPhone at work, so that's how I've been reading and reviewing other podcasts. (laughs) That's the only way I do it. But, um, if not, you can, there's ways to comment. I know on Anchor, you can actually like record a voice message. So if you want to like tell us how great we are, cool. If you're going to be super mean, um, I'm going to listen to it and cry and then I'll delete it. Or you can go on our Facebook page and rate and review us as well. There's a reviews section on there. There's a lady on there. Her name's Linda. And she's just like, this is garbage. I don't know why it showed up on my Facebook page. And I'm like, you could have just ignored it, Linda. Well. Get out of my life. Linda, I hope you're having a good day now. And and I hope you're still listening because I I bet you are. I hope you find your lifetime shows and you enjoy them. And um, your Hallmark Christmas shows. I mean, those are good, too. Those are those are good. Those are good. If you don't like murder, then, you know, you just just scroll on past it. Yeah, I'm like, it's not like I... purpose okay so the rabbit hole yeah based on the words left my brain sorry (laughs) the case we did last week which was the james boulder case in england so i was like hey how many or how yeah how many i guess um are there uh children that do the murders minor murderers if you will um and there was 
a bigger list than I kind of had imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Like you <laughs> sent me like, the list. I'm like, holy Batman. And that wasn't even all of it. It went, there was more. Oof. But I decided to go no older than 11. Cool. Because that's, our so boys were 10 that, for right, that murder. So the oldest that I have in here is 11. All the way down, prepare yourselves, to five. Not not that this an 11-year-old was killed or a 5-year-old was killed. Well, they they the- were 11 to 5 years old killing others. Murder. Just wanted to make that clear. Children killing. Yes. So Children. I thought I, I think... I don't think you're killing children. I don't know. No. But these are well, killer children. Killer children! Killer children. I'm sure there's a show called that. Or a child killer or something there's like a, that. Um, there is a book that I want to mention yeah. that I showed you too. Yes. All right. So I'm just going to, I had them in an order and I don't think they're in the right order anymore. So I'm going to begin with a man by the name of Carol Cole. C-A-R-R-O-L-L. Carol Edward Cole. Born May 9th, 1938. Wow. His, um, See, this is why I wanted my notes. Gosh, dang it all the hell. It's okay. All right. So in my little list thing here is, okay, at age eight, he retaliated against one of his classmates, a boy of the same age, so eight years old, named Dwayne. How did he retaliate, you ask? Oh, let me tell you. (laughs) By drowning him in in a lake in Richmond, California. The death was regarded as an accident by authorities until Cole confessed to it many years later in an autobiography he wrote in prison. During a press interview, Cole said of this event, I was primed. I made the mental commitment. I was going to get even with my mother and the thing and things just built up and built up and became an obsession. What? So he ended up being, okay, it says here, as a teen. Okay, so that so was basically his first kill. He did it. He was eight years old, and he Jesus. killed a classmate. He ends up being a serial killer. Mm. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I was like, why? I was going to ask, why is he in prison? Because yeah. he killed other so, people. So the, first, so the first one was. He got think, off. Yeah. And then, and then he killed like 15 more people, I believe. That had 16 victims in total. So, and then he ended up um, dying by lethal injection. So, Ooh. there's the first one. All right. Uh, he died December 6, 1985. He Ooh. was 47 years old. That was just a Nevada State Prison, Carson City, Nevada. Nevada. All right. So, oh, and then t- if you wanted to look more into him, um, he was given shit as a little kid about having a girl name. And that's why he, that, that little boy that he killed when I read more into it. Um, the retaliation is because that little boy was making fun of him having a girl name. Oh, so don't give your my voice. name is Sue. How do you do? Now you're gonna die. Bang bang. So. Or blub blub. <laughs> so that was that <laughs> was dark. Carol Cole. Carol Cole. He sounds right. like a nice lady. Yeah. <gasps> Just kidding. Super, Super right. duper. Oh man. This one. Uh oh. Kind of made me giggle. Well, I shouldn't say it like that. Just because of the nickname. Oh, dear God. Okay. Okay. This is Spanish, and I don't speak Spanish, and I apologize. All right. If you're from Mexico, call in (sighs) or write in. Message in. Do it all. Espanol. Cayetano Santos Godino. 
Beautiful. Um, first name Kayetano. spelled C-A-Y-E-T-A-N-O. Cayetano. That's what I would have guessed. This is a super oldie. So he was born October 31st, 1896-er. All right. So She's now barking at the other door. Hey. Okay. Keep talking. All right. Keep talking. I'm going to go get a Zoe. Okay, starting in childhood, Godino killed cats and birds and enjoyed playing with fire. His violent behavior and lack of interest in education caused him to move from school to school. When he was seven years old, seven, yes, seven, I'm back. Godino beat two-year-old Miguel de Cayo or what, Bali, and threw him into a ditch. Hey, girls, simmer down. Those are my emotions. <laughs> Being played out loud by the puppers. By the dogs. Okay. Zoe. So, he, so he, when he was seven, he beat a two-year-old and oh. threw him into a ditch. A nearby official saw this and led the children to the police station where their mothers picked them up um, a few hours later. No. A year later, Godino beat Anna Neri, Neri, N-E-R-I, a child in his neighborhood with a stone. Um, a police officer interviewed... Godino, that was later released. He was, he was released from jail due to his young age. When he was 10, Godino's parents discovered a compulsive, oh, he was a compulsive masturbator. Oh, delicious. So there's that. What I don't know why I said delicious. Because <laughs> I'm a, yep, I'm terrible. This Thank is you. why I needed my nose crushed on it, Shona. Okay, in 1912. Oh, yeah, he was born in 1800s. Yeah, he was born in He's old 1896. All right, so the okay, so there's he did a whole bunch of craziness. Um, Clearly, but, okay. So again, basically the main thing is when he was seven years old, he beat a two year old and threw him into ditch. But where's the death? Shauna needing to find things. <laughs> <laughs> I should have switched places with you so you could have been all on the computer. I'm so upset. I think. What had happened is that he, when he was in jail, I feel so stupid. I'm sorry. Here, it's like, I'm prepared and little do you know. I'm <laughs> really not. This is why we do this together. He tried to kill, in jail, he tried to kill some of his inmates. He was just a crazy, crazy dude. He just wants to kill all the humes. Okay, wait, here we go. Ooh, lay it on me. Dina saw 18-month-old, he threw him to the floor and such tried to choke him with his belt. Then he cut his belt and tied his hand. Oh, here's a whole here. This one. On December 3rd, 1912, Dina saw 18-month-old, 18-month, um, Jesusado Giordano Stop. playing outside his house and offered to buy the boy some sweets to convince him to go with him. Providing a few sweets and offering more, Dina took Giordano to a country house. When they were inside, he threw him to the floor and unsuccessfully tried to choke him with his belt. Then he cut his belt and tied his hands and legs. He started beating him and considered hammering his head. Oh my god, what? He left the house looking for a nail and saw Giordano's father, to whom he said he did not know where the child was. Liar. Yeah. He then re-entered the house with the nail. He hammered it into the side of Giordano's skull and hid the corpse. Ew. The body was found by the father minutes later. At 8 p.m., Godino went to the wake and touched the skull where he had fixed the nail. Oh. December 4th, my birthday. Oh, no. 1912. I knew it was. He was arrested by the police confessing his crimes. And he was 10? No. 
He was men. Well, that's what I thought I had that information, and I just suck as a person when it comes to writing down information. <laughs> Benino was transferred there. He spent some time in hospital for beating. He's for beating for a beating he suffered from inmates after he killed two of their pet cats. Aww. From 1935 onward, he was always ill and received no visitors until he died. So that was kind of, I mean, like interesting. Some of the shit he did, but that was a lot. There's attempted, but I'm not. He could have been a story he, um, all on his own. He Goodness. attempted to kid in 1912. He kidnapped a two-year-old Carolina who cried out and was rescued by a neighbor. Aww. But yeah, that 18-month-old with the belt, and then the uh, and the the nail oh. to the head. <gasps> all right, so there's that guy. Oh, and the oh, the reason why I laughed, I didn't even tell you guys that. Okay, so yeah, he was name? called the. Cayetano Santos Godino, also known as El Petiso Orejudo. Sorry if I butchered that, but what it translates to is the big-eared midget. <laughs> oh, that's that one. <laughs> he was an Argentinian serial killer who terrorized Buenos Aires at the age of 16 in the early 20th century. He was re responsible for the murder of four children, the attempted murder of another seven children, and seven counts of arson. Just seven. So that's what he looks like. Oh, I get it. Right? Okay, yeah, we're going to have to post his picture because everyone needs to enjoy <laughs> freaking meerkat figured bullshitter. Okay. God bless it. So, hey, silly. this one. Oh, boy. Lay it on me. This one's a female one. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Is it? No, it's not that one. No, okay. Should I say that one for last? Or yeah. Should? Okay. Thank you for I'm holding my hands off as if I'm ready to catch what you're going to say. Kayla Renee Roland, six-year-old girl from, <laughs> from Mount Morris Township, was a, was was fatally shot on February 29th, 2000, by a six-year-old male classmate at Well Elementary School in Beecher Community School District. I feel like I, I remember hearing about this. Okay. You said 2000? Yes, February 29th, 2000. Oh, all the sleep day. All right. The boy had found the gun while living at his uncle's drug house where oh. guns were frequently traded for Great. drugs. Love it. Mm -hmm. It's a good environment for a The killing drew worldwide attention due to the particularly young ages of the victim and the perpetrator. Aww. Roland was the youngest school shooting victim in the United States until the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting in 2012. Oh, that, oh. And her assailant remains the youngest school shooting per perpetrator to date. Okay, <laughs> so words. a boy shot the girl. The girl's not the shooter. Right. Okay. Sorry that my tongue got scrabbled with that. That's okay. The boy was not charged with murder because of his age. Of course not. But was he put into a psych ward? No. Um, let me see. Those kind of things are on my notes, too. That's okay. This is what we're here the for. boy was known to have behavior problems and was made to stay no. after school nearly every day for saying the F word. Fuck! <laughs> Pinching and hitting. Fuck. Some weeks before the shooting, he had stabbed a girl with a pencil. Ah! Chris That's Boaz, a seven-year-old classmate, claimed the boy once punched him because he would not give him a pickle. Okay, I mean, I get it. I mean, that's, a pickle, so. <laughs> that's the only crime I will ever commit. Mm, Don't come for my pickles or my potatoes, man. Or my bacon. Bacon. That's yeah, right. Sean loves bacon. If you um, know anyone who wants to sponsor us with a uh, bacon, uh, we will accept <laughs> bacon in the form of sponsorship. We don't need money. Okay. It says the boy had attacked Kayla Rowland before. Oh. And on the day prior to the killing, 
tried to kiss her and was rebuffed. Oh, God. Early on the morning of the shooting, the boy and his brother got into a fight with Boaz's 10-year-old uncle, who mm-hmm. punched the boy, who then, according to Boaz's grandmother, said, do you want me to take my gap out and shoot you? Jesus, God. Yeah. On February 29, 2000, the boy had brought the firearm along with a knife with him to school. Further mm-hmm. in the day, during a change of classes, he fatally shot six-year-old Kayla Rowland oh. in the presence of a teacher and 22 students while they were moving up a floor on the stairs, um, saying to her, I don't like you, before pulling the trigger. The bullet entered her right arm and traveled through a vital artery. At 10.29 a.m., Roland was pronounced dead. Um, mm. He then threw the handgun... Uh, he threw the handgun into a trash basket and fled to a nearby restroom. He was found there in the corner by a teacher and oh. was taken into police custody soon after. He was held in custody until Genesee County Family Independence Agency could determine his placement. He and his two younger siblings have been placed with an aunt. So, there's oh. that one. Oh my god, she's so precious. All right. No. Right. Why did I do that? I'm sorry. Ah, so I so one. Cute. You had I one had, more. Well, I, I thought I had... Well, two more. Two more. I thought I had one where it was a... I think it was a, a Japanese young girl. Who, like, she went crazy. Oh, boy. Well, we don't have Japan listeners. Maybe that'll break them hey. in. Okay, so... 215 countries to go. <laughs> That's ambitious. I would be a sobbing mess. All right. So a lot of the, when with when you have these super young minors, um, they're not going to give names, right? Which is what I was finding. Oh my gosh, I'm soaking wet because I'm sweating. Chris, my house um, is so hot. I hate. Dude, I am like slipping out of my chair. <laughs> Some slippage. Okay. Sorry. My house sucks. My house. Does, I live in a trailer and it doesn't circulate air well. So this one. Maybe. So we're going to have more information on the the victim. Than we are on the killer. Killers. That's Can fine. You, I know I'm sweaty, but it's Jeepers Creepers, Zoe. My dog's a liquor. Silje Marie Redegard was a Norwegian girl who was killed by two boys in the village of Rosten near Trondheim. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's On October 15th, 1994. Nisha's birthday. The boys, aged five and six, beat, kicked, Stoned and stripped Redergard naked, leaving her in the snow to die of hypothermia. The boys were directed to undergo psychological evaluation, Whoa. as Norwegian law did not allow the punishment of persons under the age of 15. Norwegian? Oh, we have Norway listeners. Okay, so let's Right into me, Norway. There's the like names three of the of boys were not publicly released. Right. Which that happens. Um, and then this was one of the things that, okay, so the case that we did last week, the case has been compared to the murder of James Bolger, to which or which took place in the United Kingdom 20 months earlier. So yep. that's, it's it's minimal information, but I mean, yeah, that's a lot there. Norway, right in. I want to know your names and I want to be friends with you. I and, I, and I want you to enlighten us on this terrible, terrible crime that happened in Norway. Okay. As Jesus, I slip bye. off my seat. I'm so sorry. Here we go. Are you guys familiar with the girl named Mary Bell? Yes. She's crazy. (laughs) This girl, you can look. uh, Yeah, we'll have her picture. You can look at her face 
and you see her eyes, there's nothing, nothing in those. They're just like pits of sadness and deceit and scariness. I don't, she's not. Mary Bell's crazy. All right, so I think I have these in a pretty good order that it should, I should be able to read it pretty well. Sweet. <laughs> we'll see. You're welcome. <laughs> An 11-year-old girl has been sentenced to life. This is, okay, so sorry, the way, this is the newspaper article that I found. Mm. An 11-year-old girl has been sentenced to life in detention after being found guilty at Newcastle Assize? Uh -huh. A-S-S-I-Z-E-S? -S -S? I don't know. Sure. Yep. Of the great. manslaughter of two small boys, Mary Bell is said to have strangled the boys aged four and three ah! solely for the pleasure and excitement of killing. <gasps> the jury heard Mary, also known as May, was suffering from diminished responsibility at the time and therefore found her not guilty of murder. Her accomplice, known only as Norma, age 13, who had been jointly charged with Mary, was acquitted. Oof. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I thought I had better things. I do. It's just not underneath my fingers right now. Oh. Here we go. Here's a little background on her. Belle's, Belle's mother, Betty, was a prostitute. Betty Bell? Betty Bell. Betty Bell. Mm -hmm. I love it. <laughs> was a prostitute who was often absent from the family home, traveling to Glasgow to work. Mary, nicknamed May, was her first child, born when Betty was 17. Ah. It's not known who Mary's biological father was. Oh, for most on. of her life, she Sucks believed it to be Billy Bell, a habitual criminal who was, later, <laughs> who was later arrested for armed robbery. Billy Bell! But she was already a baby when Bill married her mother. That's a lot of bees. Baby <laughs> Billy Betty. Betty, baby, buddy, bum person. Betty, Bitch. Betty, buddy, 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 I don't remember. Independence count from her family members strongly suggest that Betty had more than once attempted to kill Mary. Okay, so her mother Aww. had um, more than once attempted to kill Mary and make her death look accidental during her first years of life. Her Jesus. family was suspicious when Mary, quote unquote, fell from a window. And fell, when fell. she, quote unquote, accidentally consumed sleeping pills. Oh, she's a Gemini. I get it. On one such occasion, an independent witness saw Betty giving the pills to her daughter as sweets. Mary herself oh. says she was subject to repeated sexual abuse. Oh, man. Stop, Zoe. Come here. Um, her mother forcing her from the age of four Do what? to engage in sexual acts with men. Jesus. I don't have babies. As a result, or after the fall, quote-unquote fall, Mary experienced it was reported that she had suffered brain damage. As a result, but not um, damage was attributed attribute to her childhood abuse from her own mother. Mary had damage to her prefrontal cortex, an area associated with voluntary movements and decision-making. Zoe, I love you to pieces, but you need to stop licking me. <laughs> okay. So we go so to bed. On May 25th, 1968, the day before her 11th birthday, Mary Bell strangled four-year-old Martin Brown Aww. in a derelict house. Derelict meaning it's a rundown, shabby, falling apart house. Um, usually like vacant. Nobody's living there, so come down. Okay. She was believed to have committed this crime alone. Between then and a between then and a second killing, she and a friend Norma Joyce Bell, no relation. Okay. Age 13, broke into and vandalized a nursery in Scottswood, leaving notes that claimed responsibility for the killing. The police dismissed this incident as a prank. What? 
On 31st of July, 1968, the two girls took part in the strangulation death of three-year-old Brian Howe on on Wasteland in the same Scottswood area. Police reports concluded that Mary Bell later returned to his body to carve an M into the boy's abdomen. Oh my god, I remember reading about that. And used scissors to cut off some of his hair, scratch his legs, and mutilate his genitals. No! Fuck! On December 17th, 1968, a new castle... That's what I kind of read earlier. Acquitted Mary Bell, the Assis, Norma, uh, whatever Assis, Norma Bell was acquitted, but Mary Bell was convicted of manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. The jury took their lead from her diagnosis by court-appointed psychiatrist, who described her as displaying classic symptoms of psychopathy. Nah. Mm-hmm. The judge, Justice Cusack, hey, hey, shout out to my boy John. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we know each other because we totally don't. I just love him. Um, <laughs> described her as dangerous and said she posed a very grave risk to other children. She was sentenced to be detained at Her Majesty's pleasure. Um, effective, effectively an indefinite sentence of imprisonment. So Her Majesty's pleasure just means basically indefinite. <laughs> um, she was initially sent to Red Bank Secure Unit in Lancashire, the uh-huh. same facility that would house John Venables, or however you say that dude's name, yeah. Jane Bolger's killers 25 yeah. years later. Well, After crazy. her conviction, Bell was the focus of a great deal of attention. Blah, 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 blah. So she's she, a daughter. Yeah, she's got a little girl, and they able Zoe. That's oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> So that's okay. There, there were so many more, but these are the ones I found most interesting and the youngest that I that I looked up and found. I mean, and obviously we had already spoken on the Bolger case, so mm-hmm. I wasn't going to bring that up too. So there you have it. There, it's murderers aren't just crazy men. First of all, yeah, because there, there, there are females too. I mean, we're no. <laughs> She's crazy. I love reading about her. And if you have not gone watch Monster, Charlize Theron. Yeah, it did. The fucking best interpretation of that woman. Speaking of Charlize Theron, um, Theron, how are you her name? You need to watch The Old Guard. Watched it last night. Amazing freaking movie. It's not about murder or anything like that. It's just an amazing movie. Well, Charlize Theron is there. There there is killings. There are killings. So anyway, I just, it was a little rabbit hole because I was like, okay, people say if your children do this, that, or the other, like signs to look for if your child is The McDonald's be, triad is one thing. Yeah. To, to, to see if your child might have those kind of mm-hmm. killer tendencies or whatever. And uh, yeah. I was like, well, if they have these tendencies, just say that they've never killed other than animals. I mean, and animals, that's a big deal too. Don't, don't get me wrong. But, but yeah. this is what I found. Um, Google... There's a Google whole it list. Google it up. That's yeah, amazing. Like five-year-olds. Oh. Five and six-year-olds. Like, I don't even. That's like. I'm burping in the microphone. Right I apologize, people. That'd be my littlest niece. That's her age. Her killing. No. And then the 18-month-old. Are you kidding ah! me? No. That's like, you know. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, so, oh, God. I didn't think you know. that. Like, God bless that's it. so, but that's so little and so young and awful. I, I, and, and, and I mean, I well, even thinking with, about with the, the Bulger case, like, right. And leading him the away. Tree. Cause they're oh. like, Oh, let's come play with us. We right. want to play with you. Right. That's probably how they lured him in. But like, cause you know, I don't know. Like you think that like, especially with that, with 
quote-unquote innocent minds that like once the reality kicks in like I can't do this but and when you when you don't have that switch or um, whatever that... there was this it was a post I shared I think today today or yesterday no I think it was today on Facebook it was about this 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 lady's stepfather mm-hmm. was like her three-year-old was sitting at the table and he was like trying to tickle her and poke on her oh. like tickle her sides mm-hmm. and she was like slowly like sinking down into her chair and she was like looking at her mom like I don't like this mm-hmm. she's three she knew she didn't like it mm-hmm. we can't we can't like um mold our child child our children yep. our child's minds into thinking oh tickles and pokes are great right but until they turn into something else and then they're like oh no 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 it's normal no right don't let that be normal right. you can read your kid when they're upset like i can tell when yep. arlo like when he's like, just being a little pill or he truly is uncomfortable yeah yes. i know the yes. difference between yes. the two for sure and um yeah i know read your don't subject your children to that like just don't and just pay attention yeah like we said earlier with you know pay attention to what's going on around you which includes what's going on with your children you know and a lot of times like with that predator type grossness um unfortunately a lot of times it's people we know it's, yeah, it's family members. It's that's like that stupid bullshit show on Netflix, friends, on Netflix, abducted in plain sight. Right. Bullshit. It's, bullshit. I, I, Did that show? I've never watched a show that made me so mad. Till I watched that one. I've watched several movies where I'm like, why the fuck did I watch this? Mm-hmm. Um, but that that show. Oh, I just thought it was fine. And then they're all sleeping with right. the guy and he's sexually abusing your child. I think those people t- who don't believe it when the parents don't believe that it, I, I, when parents don't believe that it happened. Right. Uh-huh. Or make fun of it when they're told, okay, I'm getting a little There's no reason a child is going to make that and mm-hmm. if you think your child, then maybe your child needs therapy. If they're going to make up something that far-fetched. They're being exposed to right. it somehow. Even if it's not physically happening to them, they're seeing it in some form or fashion. Something's going on. And it and needs not to okay. be taken Addressed and, 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 and not taken lightly. 100%, no. 100%. So. Oh, exactly. So. On that note, hey. We Shark yeah. Week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it'll be, it'll be after Shark Week. It'll be after <laughs> Shark Week. So enjoy a totally different type of murder. I know. I was like, sometimes when we record these shows in advance, I'm like, I have to think. What are we? What did we talk about last time? Right. <laughs> but, yeah. But, okay. As always, um, you can follow the wonderful humans that created our intro music on YouTube fantasy and world music by the fighters. You can follow us on Twitter at bloody babbles. You can follow us on, we have a Facebook page, uh, bloody babbles podcast, Instagram, bloody babbles podcast. You can email us bloody babbles podcast at gmail.com. Please rate review and subscribe. If yes. you're feeling so inclined and you, tell others about us too. Yes. Yeah, spread the word. My friends, there's, I'm learning more things about the more you rate and review us. That's how more people like circulate through. I've been, um, really heavy on Twitter. Like we've been fo- doing follow for follow. I started doing it on Instagram today too. Um, just following other podcasts just to get their listeners onto our thing. Um, there's going to be a new ad that you've uh, now heard. It was on last week's episode of the center cut. 
Um, those guys reached out to me. They're super cool dudes. Um, I, their podcast is hilarious. They very dry senses of humor and I, I loved it. It cracked me up. Their first, they talk, they watch the first 15 minutes and last 15 minutes of a movie and they decide what happens in the middle. And that's pretty genius. I think I'm like, who would have thought I was like, you know, like there's so many true crime podcasts. I'm like, there's literally anything you can podcast about. And I'm glad I'm now friends with these people. They're Can hilarious. Imagine, like, do they do Tarantino movies? Because that's just crazy. I know. <laughs> it's literally the, the end first and the beginning last. Maybe oh, I'll have to reach out to him. I'll be like, hey. Uh, oh, God, I can't remember his co-host name. Guys, sorry. We just became friends. Um, but, yeah, no, check them out, too. Um, yeah, we're going to have their ads every few episodes. Just uh, get them some listeners, too. Yes, go listen. Go yeah, listen. Go listen. Just, yeah, spread the word. Subscribe. Um, yeah. And, yeah, like I said, if you're feeling so inclined, you can um, support this podcast through Anchor. 99 cents, as low as 99 cents a month, up to 9.99 a month. Whatever you're feeling so inclined to do. Because I am working on getting some merchandise started for us by my wonderful friend, Gisela, who is a graphic designer. Nice. I used to work with her. She's actually moved uh, three hours away from me, but she's, she's yeah, she's amazing. And she's, a, she's, um, she does stuff on YouTube. She's a gamer and she's a badass gamer and, um, I'll have to get her proper name and include it at some point. So everyone can go check her out on YouTube, but until next time, make sure you bloody babble it up. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>